This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. And like Justin and I are both processing how we're feeling right now after that game. Uh, We're literally recording right after the game. We only took 10 minutes. I probably need more than that, but it's late and we can't wait on this podcast. So we're doing it right now for y'all. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Because it's after one in the morning where we are. (laughs) Justin, well, y'all will see on the little promo clip, but Justin is in his Celtics green right now. It's not a Celtics shirt, though. I'm calling it Celtics green. What it's color green is that? That's not Celtics green? This is kind of like retro Spurs green. You know that little lime they have in their jerseys with the orange? That's a reach, Justin. What? Look it up. I'm just saying, like... No one's thinking of the Spurs when you think of green. <laughs> this like, is not Celtics green, though. It's too bright. Like, their green is like, um, you know what I mean, like forest green. No, it's definitely not forest. But, well, maybe the originals. But, like, they, okay, fine. I'm just saying, like, you up here in green and shit. So, <laughs> we going to think of Celtics. So, Justin, I don't even know where the fuck to start. Okay, we won. But like, I'm so aggravated. So, like, I'm happy. I'm aggravated. You know, it's like mad yeah. emotion. So, yeah. let's just start with the fact that the Warriors won. They got a much needed W. How many have we lost in a row to this point? We lost the Celtics game. No. We lost the last game. There was have a we won- Have we lost two or three? Oh, we won the Cavs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So it was only one. So it felt like we'd had some L's in a row. It could have been, yeah, it could have been three out of four losses, three out of four games as L's. So they they saved that. Okay. You know, I honestly didn't have a feel on this game tonight. It was just like 50-50 to me because I was like, Memphis, like they're not trying to go like losing four in a row. Um. I know, again, last game was another game where it's like, we should have won. They were pissed. Mm-hmm. Why can't I remember who we played last game? I'd be forgetting so quickly. We played Brooklyn. There you go. They should have won, though. You know, so it's like, I was. I, it was just 50-50 to me. I'm like, they need to win, but I don't know if they're going to win. You know, like, I just, I mm. knew it probably wasn't going to be no blowout. Kind of came down to the end. But what's sort of frustrating is that, honestly, it should have been a much bigger lead for the Warriors because the Grizzlies, they weren't hitting shit to start. I mean, both teams were sort of bricking, but Warriors were still shooting better than them. But they just kept turning over the ball. And the Grizzlies scored a lot of points off turnovers, and they were live ball turnovers. I mean, it was just – it was a really ugly game to start and watch. Yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies – 
checking the numbers now, but I'm pretty sure the Grizzlies um, offense is not that great. I mean, it's they're 10th in the league, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that comes from transition. Like their half court offense is terrible. Um, and the Warriors kind of know what they want to do. So the Grizzlies, aside from that third quarter, really struggled to score all night, but the Warriors were just giving them the giving them the ball. Giving them the ball. They were scoring off of those turnovers. And then when we needed to get stops, we were fucking fouling and shit. So this is yeah. And I think the Warriors have a clear talent advantage over Memphis. I think they have a clear experience advantage over Memphis. But Memphis's strengths and Golden State's weaknesses connect like a puzzle piece. That's why it's always such a weird matchup with them and a tougher matchup than it should be with them because Golden State is turnover prone and Memphis is great at turning your turnovers into points and forcing you into turnovers. And then they're super athletic. So they put a lot of pressure on the rim, John Moran in particular. Um, they're real floppy and stuff like that. So they draw fouls and they muck the game up and just make it a weird, a weird game. And that that's always kind of been the Warriors kryptonite, just bigger, more athletic teams that can get out of transition that can just make the game a little bit more raunchy. Um, so if they play the way they're supposed to play, they, they really should beat Memphis. If they see them in a series, they should beat them in five games. But it's, Memphis always finds a way to just make the game close at the end or just be leading at the end and the Warriors got to fight back. Annoying. It's always some shit with our games with them. Someone yeah. fucking getting kicked out, flagrant <sighs> fouls. Like, right. it's always some... I, like, I honestly do not... I want no parts of seeing Memphis in the postseason. And it's not because I'm scared of them. Like, the shit is just not fucking enjoyable. Like, I hated that fucking Memphis series last year. Yeah. Yeah. You hate the whole... Like, you hate playing them and you love beating them. It's just like... Let's just get oh, this shit over with. I started with. trolling the second we won that game. Yeah. I started trolling the second. I was like, oh, four losses in a row. Maybe you need to worry about the West. <laughs> I know. I know. Because um, they, they pissed me off. Because the Warriors, when they lost the fucking game to the Nets, Memphis lost that night. And I want to troll. And they prevented me from being able to fucking troll. <laughs> because we lost. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I'm going to hold it. I was tight, though. Outside. I made a I made a proclamation last year before the season started that Memphis wasn't making it out of the first round this season. I hope that comes true. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again? I said I said before the season this year that Memphis wasn't making it out of the first round. First round. I, I mean, definitely I think, don't think I definitely don't think they're making it to the conference finals, but I gave them the second round. I guess it's just gonna depend on who they match up with, right? Yeah, yeah. I think who was the team I had a little bit you thought the Pels could take them out in the first round. That was one of the teams you had? I thought that going into the season, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Warriors, um, I kind of put the Suns up there. But, like, now that I replace the Suns with the Pelicans, I think those four teams, when healthy, um, are what better are than Kings? Memphis. They're kind of – like, I, I know because it's the Kings. People just attach something to them. But I'm I'm not saying that I expect the Kings to, like, get to the finals. But I think that whoever the Kings play, they're going to give a hard time to. It's a tough, and, yeah. And they're not like they're not like the Wolves. They're not a stupid team. They're not a low IQ team, right? Mm-hmm. Because like if the Wolves were a smart team last year, they would have beat Memphis. But they're right. stupid. But the Kings aren't stupid. Right. The Kings' biggest thing is um, obviously defense, and it's just hard to to win in the playoffs when you're you don't have a legit rim protector and all that type of stuff. So I think. 
they're going to be a tough out, but I don't know. I just don't know how far they can go without being able they're to defend it. Very level. potent, though. Yeah, they're going to be. That's why they're going to be so tough to beat because they're just going to put up a ton of points, put a lot of pressure on you. And um, Fox is what having some really great clutch stats this season. He's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. I, I would. Him. I mean, the the Kings are good now, so I'm I'm cool with him being there. But for the longest, I've wanted him to like go to another team so he can play playoff basketball. But now he's about to play playoff basketball. So I he hope he makes his first All Star game too. I really do. Oh, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's for sure gonna make it. Um, um him and Sabonis. You think both will get it? Yeah, I think Sabonis has a better chance just because it's not as many front court guys that's going to be, I guess, challenging for that for that spot. But, but I mean, how many guards really? Because I know there's four guards, but then they usually give the reserves like to the guard those reserve spots. Because I don't think Book is going to be in contention this year because he's missed so much time. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul ain't good. The only other guard that's really reemerged that came back is like Dame. So like I feel like there's a spot for him because after you get the first three, which is Steph. Ja and Luca, who else? Like, what other guards really like have to make it in the West? Uh, Shay. But I don't think I think like I think that I mean that would be that would be six spots though if Shay if Shay Fox and Dame. Right. So I said that's what I said SGA, but I think if it was like I, I think that like Fox has the the edge over SGA just because like where the team is, they're third right now in the West. That's what I'm saying. Like I would like if it came down to two of them, I would give it to Fox. Okay. OKC's way down at the bottom of the fucking standings, B. Like I, I get it. It's an all star game, but he's had like Fox is having an all star season and his team is third in the West. That's true, but he's only four and a half games behind. You know what I mean? They're like fourteenth or fifteenth, bro. I mean And it's like OKC. I'm know. sorry. I just I like I just, I, look. I put him in there, so like those would be my six cards too. But I just, if it comes down to it, I'm just saying that I would I would pick Fox. I think it's I think it's the right I think it's the right thing to do. It's a better story. It's all of that. I feel you. I feel you. SGA isn't he a little younger than Fox? Nah, he might be, but. I don't know if he's that much younger. When they both got drafted, Fox didn't come in before him? Fox was 2018, 2017. Shea is, this is age 24 season, and Fox should be around that age too. Fox is, this is age 25 season. But they were drafted different years. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, we veered off a little bit. Let's get back to the Warriors, but um, cause we can. I want to talk about All-Star. I want to talk about that article that dropped today. There's, like, so much shit we got to talk about, but we got to also talk about this game, which was, like, I was fucking stressed, B, watching mm-hmm. this game. I was stressed. Same. Same. I'm like, these, I'm like, these niggas are really about to fucking lose this game again. <laughs> like, I was seeing the fucking mistakes happening, but the one thing that I did like that I saw was how fucking pissed Steph was about Jordan's mistake, about everybody's fucking mistake. And I'm like, when you see Steph getting like that, it's time. Like, it's, like, things are about to shift. Plus, you got that article dropping. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a lot going on. Yeah, it's time. Like, there's not going to be no more fuckery. And Anthony Lamb, again, he's trying my patience. 
because that end of the quarter when he wants to do that behind the back shit. What quarter was that? <laughs> third quarter? Yeah, I think that was the third. And there are people actually like, it's Clay's fault for running into him. The ball should have been in Steph's fucking hands. He wanted it. Like, it should have never even got to that point. <laughs> what are we doing? Their brains don't work sometimes. I don't know what it is. The whole night I'm watching guys get all the way to the rim and then just come do a completely 180 and turn their back to the rim like they don't even want to shoot. Um, just just dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. And he was but, fouling. He like I really I, I just want to understand what kind of leverage this guy has on the Warriors. Um, um that he just continues to get to play, look off the star player, fucking, you know, take the last shot in games or attempt to go for it. Like, I just, I don't understand it. We're not going to talk about him today, but I'm mm-hmm. like, this. I was like, he got to go. He got to go. He got to go. <laughs> he has to fucking go. Yeah, they just got to upgrade that spot. I think that's the missing piece. We've been saying it all year. They tried him. They tried JMG. Tonight, both those guys clearly shown that in a playoff yeah. type environment, they're gonna they're gonna make mistakes regardless. But in a playoff environment, you can't afford those mistakes. Like you need every possession; every possession counts. And you know, kudos to 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 him so far, I guess, for outplaying a two way value. But he's not a playoff rotation piece on a contender. Neither is uh, Jermichael Green. So I think they yeah. need to. You know, do something about that. But other than and that, if you sign him to a roster, he's like your eleventh or twelfth guy, or even further back than that. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people want him so bad. And I'm like, do you guys really think this man is going to be helping us in the playoffs? Not a chance. All right, let's break here, cause we got to get into like just some of the many different storylines from this game. So let's break it down a little bit. But let's stop here. Good time for a break. Dubs get the win. They get the win. That is the most important takeaway from this. Warriors get the win. Justin and I, the vibes were preserved. Because <laughs> I, I really don't know what tonight would have looked like. Man, listen. I was fucking stressed, yo. I was stressed. Yeah. I mean, and they we watched them not fold, but we watched them not handle clutch situations well, especially recently. So as soon as Dre missed one of those free throws, I'm like, fuck. I know. Like, oh, come <laughs> on. As soon as John died it up. I was like, you just, all you got to do is just, just please, just get one stop. Right, right, right. Stop. And I was like, no, this game cannot go to overtime. Like, it has to end in fucking regulation. Right. Like, I tweeted that shit. I was like, no, no, you got to get. And then when Clay shot the shot at, in the very last shot, not the very last, second last shot, it didn't go. I said, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Then, when it, then like, it went out of bounds. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be fucking Grizzlies ball. We're going to lose, like, in a heartbreak. And so when Jordan, <laughs> when Dante got it into Jordan and he cut to the rim, like, I just thought, oh, my God, it went in. Like, <laughs> even after that, they had one second. I'm like, watch. You were Desmond nervous. Bain. I'm like, watch Desmond Bain T Rex arm ass throw this shit into the basket from the fucking other. You know throw. what I was worried about because Lamb was on him. I'm like, watch him make a fucking watch dumb foul, ass right? now. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. god! You know how many tweets I started? Not like 
I'll tweet like, oh, we won the game. But like, just to be like, they fucking, you know, these guys were just giving away the ball earlier when they couldn't make a shot and they let them get in a fucking rhythm. And now they can't get out. You know how many times I almost tweet that? And then like something would happen good. And I said, you know what, Natalie, you're being negative. This is not your energy. And I want to talk to myself. So... <laughs> And I'm like, I cannot deal with this fucking fan base tonight. I cannot oh, deal with it. It was a lot of Steph washed energy. Tonight. Which is crazy because like he was we doing his thing tonight. That. He was doing his thing tonight. Justin, yeah. there were periods of time like I turned off the TV. I turned <laughs> off the TV. Because you know, Justin, there's been some times I'm like, maybe I'm a jinx. Cause like I'll see like the Warriors is winning, but like I wasn't like exactly looking at the game because I'm like trying to drive and get myself home, you know. And then I start looking and like then the league, I'm like, oh my god, do I have to stop watching Warriors games forever? Like this was a mental thing I was going through all, all the whole game. This team, it was bananas. Though. Listen, you see, this is why I want y'all to understand that Justin and I are fans just as much as you. You know what I'm saying? But we just be trying to stay positive and keep perspective. So we gonna break. It's Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast. Dubs get the motherfucking win. They get the win. They get the win, Dub Nation. It's Justin and Nat. We'll be right back. All NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. This is segment two. We ready? Justin's ready? Justin, before we start kind of talking about all the different storylines and stuff throughout the game, what happens on that very last play when Jordan got the shot? What were they running out there? And how was he able to, like, get actually get to the rim to get a shot? Who was on him on that play? Zaire Williams, who looks like he got worse from last year, to be honest. A little sophomore slump. I, I don't – obviously, I don't watch a ton of the Grizzlies, but he looked like he was actually making an impact last year defensively for them hitting shots. And he just looked terrible tonight. He looked terrible the first time they played them, too, so – it was Zaire. He went to sleep. I mean, he, he fell asleep on it. Um, what they ran, they ran um, pretty much like Clay come off of Lamb and Draymond going to the corner. Then Lamb comes off Draymond, like multiple people coming off that down screen. So it was a ton of action going on in that weak corner. And then JP just literally just ran straight to the baskets wide open. There was no one underneath. Um, Zaire fell asleep watching all the screens and the rest is history. He tried to block it. It looked like it was almost a goaltend. And, yeah, good thing Jordan got in. So, yeah, the way he laid it up, everything. Was like, it's going in. It's going in. It's going in. Right. Um, so, now, the first shot, like, Clay took a shot right before that, and it didn't go in. The ball went out, and they had to inbound. They already – so, like, is that, like – does Kerr, before they're even going on that, they've already discussed what the play is going to be so they know because they didn't have, like, another timeout when that happened. Yeah, usually coaches in, installed um, time and possession specific plays, you know, throughout training camp or throughout the year. Say, if we're ever in this situation and I don't have time to draw up a play, this is our play, right? They probably called something. It was a real simple play, like I said. It was just guys running off Draymond and then running off each other 
And then it was just a they they emptied out the, the weak side and Jordan got an easy, easy cut and Dante made a great read. So um yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was a call that they already knew in their mind from the playbook. Okay. So let's start with our our guy Wardell. He gets fucking ejected from the game with like a minute and change left. At that point, Justin, what are you thinking? Cause I am like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And everybody now messaging me and telling me it's automatic. It's, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You don't fucking eject superstars. Like, for stupid shit, like, especially when you know it wasn't real, like, it wasn't at you. Like, even the one in the finals, I get that hit a fan. That fan would have preferred if Steph Curry stayed in the game, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, no one is trying to fucking see that shit. You know what I mean? Like, they should be able to use their discretion and know. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, and by the way, that's not just for Steph. I don't want LeBron. I don't want Kevin Durant. I don't want no fucking stars ejected. From mm-hmm. game, like these dudes are in the action, action. Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. Like they, it's so many things I, that I just disagree with as far as NBA officiating. Um, like uh, Brandon Clark getting in Draymond's face, and then Draymond kind of get gets him off him, and it's a double tech. Right, like that's and crazy. What we already know, he's in jeopardy. We know he getting suspended at some point. This yeah, season. he got two more to go, and then he's he's suspended. Desmond Bain jumping straight into him. And pushes in midair, and Draymond's talking to the refs like, "Yo, if I push him back, is that a tech on me?" Like that, the whole staff throwing his mouthpiece. Clearly not mad at the refs or anything. Which, if you feel like he's mad at you, then you got a guilty conscience. You know you haven't been giving him all the calls that you should have been <laughs> giving him, which they weren't. But and Kaminga, who was the dude who pushed Kaminga? And then I get it, like he retaliated, but like so he don't get he don't get nothing. He don't even right. get a foul for pushing Kaminga. Nothing. Right, right. Just, just dumb, dumb stuff. Weak. Um, guys can't even celebrate anymore. Guys can't even show any emotion. Um, guys even look like they're about to fight. It's double text, and it's like you know nobody's gonna fight. Even like it was rare. Even years ago, guys weren't really fighting like that out there. And it was it would happen. ESPN TV fucking game. Yeah, like come on. Two of the biggest stars in the league, and in one minute and twelve seconds, when the game is close, close right, and it's one and added too. Like, like to me, like yeah, it's the right thing. You cannot tell me the league ain't gonna be sending some kind of memo or something about that. Like, why would you do that? Right. Why are you fucking ejecting Stephen Curry from the game? The level of fucking tight that I was, yeah. and everyone in my mentions. Or who I'm texting with trying to be like, yeah, but Nat, that's I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't like no, I don't want to hear it. He shouldn't be ejected. No superstar should be ejected for shit like that. That's facts. That's facts. But yeah, the shot, the shot that led to the ejection made me more upset in that moment. And so I realized Steph got ejected. I was just like, wow, it was fresh shot clock. Jordan there was no reason for Jordan to shoot that. But this that's just kind of been the theme of this team all year. Like, let me just launch a fucking three. Like <laughs> no reason. Let me just launch a three. Um, no matter the situation. Was mad about, he was irritated. And so he just got, you know, he reacted to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they got to do something about that. They just, when they get to the basket, good things happen. I do think their offense as a whole, and we can talk about this, I guess in the next segment or something, but I do think their offense as a whole is contributing to their shot distribution, looking the way is looking. 
But they got to get more rim attempts. They got to get more things going towards the basket. And, you know, because if they just keep being three three reliant, it's just not going to go well. You leave it no. up to variance too much. No, it's really, it's really, really not. There was a shot, too, that Clay took a three at, like, that I didn't like. When they were, like, down two, and they kind of got. Was it a fast break? Like, it was a fast break, three? yes. And it was just, like, he stopped the three-point line. Then, like, he moved, like, someone came at him. He, like, reset, like, mm-hmm. moved over. And then I'm, like. Bro, you could have just went to the fucking rim and tied it up. Like, we just did not need a three there. Just go fucking lay it in and tie up the game. And yeah. I was going to tweet that, and I know people say, it's Clay Thompson, son. I just, I didn't even tweet it. I'm like, yo, that shit made me so tight. Like, Clay, what the fuck are you doing, yo? <laughs> I, I didn't know. That's like, I was like, I was on the fence. I was like, ah, it's Clay, but come on, like, just get a layup, please. But you knew the fucking more. play I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, because they were on the run. They were like, they were down seven or eight, and they had just got it to down two. And if he would have yeah. made it, they would have won. Um, and then, or if he had just laid it up, they'd have tied it up. And that was potentially like it could have been like a momentum shifting play, like back into the Memphis favor, but. There was so out. many things tonight. The Steph three, that was a two because his toe was on the line. I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God, this game is fucking stressful, yo. <laughs> it's fucking stressful. Man, Kaminga was good tonight, though. Yeah. He was, was good tonight. I more in the fourth. I was surprised. Um, I mean, they brought him in for defense at the end, but. I mean, I know Wiggs was out with a non-COVID illness. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. But he also kind of got to be watching, like, this dude Kaminga playing good. I I need to get on my shit, you know. I also, too, and the thing about it is that, again, I don't really think, because I think they were talking about this on, you know, Marcus and Slater on their pod. But I don't really think, like... I don't really like to talk with people like, oh, he's back to the old wigs and that kind of shit. Cause I don't, I don't think it's that, you know, I just, I just think, and we said this, I just think that him not making his shots is like getting in his head. And they were saying the same thing. You know, I don't think it's like a, he doesn't care or, mm-hmm. you know, it's the old wigs or that he can't play. I just think he's in his head. Yeah. And he was playing so well. And then he's come back and he's like not shooting well. And he's letting that like affect him. And so he's not like, all right, let me, let me, let me do the other stuff and that'll come back, you know? And so, and like the best players go through that. So like, I'm not going to like kill him because he's going through that, but we just need him to get back, you know, because he's needed. But Kaminga's definitely doing a good job stepping up in his place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I said a few episodes ago, like this team is kind of taking on the identity of just being so jump shot reliant that if the shots aren't going in, guys don't really want to do the other things. And they just, you just can't have that mentality. You got to bring in a defensive mindset, rebounding, physicality, night in and night out. And whether the shots are falling or not, you're still going to, you know, stay true to the process, at least on the defensive end and not turn it over and not pout and worry about all this other stuff. But yeah, Jordan does it a lot too. Clay does it a lot. If they ain't hitting jump shots, Steph does it sometimes too. If they ain't hitting their jump shots, it's like, I don't even want to play. It's like, bro, like, but listen, not that it's okay. I will give the older dudes a little pass for that because they've like been through so much. You just older and don't want to work as hard. These mm-hmm. young nigglets, they need to get this shit together. Like, the fuck are they doing? 
For sure. The fuck are y'all doing? Y'all not tired. <laughs> and I, th- I think Jordan is embracing that a little bit more going to the rim, but he always has his moments like that shot that he took where it's like, why are you even shooting that three, man? Um, John Gotta Murray, be smarter. Man. Like when it's that, when you're late in the game like that, you want to like really get great possessions, time clock management, all those things. I can't remember at that point. Did we have the lead when he did that? I want to say it was tied up. Uh, let me double check. But it was a yeah, definitely a crucial moment. Let me see. Play by play. Very crucial moment. And, you know, Roz asked him about it, though, after the game. Like, straight up, she's like, it seemed like Steph was frustrated by that shot you took or whatever. And he's like, look, you know, like, I'm like, first they asked him about, like, Steph being, like, ejected. And he's just like, I, it makes no sense at all. He shouldn't have been ejected. He's one of the best players ever. And <laughs> like, he should have been ejected. I was like, there you go, Jordan. That's why I will always love you. They were, um, they were up to. Up to. up to. And then she asked him about the shot and he just basically said like, look, I'm young. I'm learning. Like people criticize, but like, they don't know what that process is like. And you know, I make mistakes and he does and we just got to live through it. But it's just like, we're like more than halfway through the season. You have to start getting better at like what to do, closing out games. Yeah, definitely does. Turn it like, over. He, right before that, he had that stupid pass he threw and luckily it stayed with us. You know, I'm just like, Jordan, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He almost turned it over, throwing it to Clay for the, the one where Clay tied it up over Dylan Brooks. He kind of led Clay a little bit and Clay had like her and run and get it and then shoot. I'm like, this man almost turned that shit over. He gets anxious. And Dre almost had like a crucial turnover. It was like in the fourth, and like Steph got it. And like, Dre he, needs to. It was just like, one of those lazy, careless kind of passes. I'm like, you know what these Memphis dudes and they're tall and athletic. You cannot be doing that. But Steph got it. He like jumped up, grabbed it, and then he just like, you know, did, I'm like, I'm doing it like anyone can see me, but you know, he did a little scoop layup. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dre kept trying to throw passes over these dudes' head, and they knew it was coming, and they're athletic and young, and they were just picking it off or just tipping it every time. I'm like, bro, you're, they're taller than you. Why do you keep trying this shit? You don't it, do it, smart things against time. this team. I don't know. It's like you guys have played them enough time that you know this, and y'all will still do the same shit. And yeah. I'm befuddled by it, you know? Yeah. But whatever. They won. They got the W. They got the W. And um, I don't even know who we play next. Play Toronto. That's not a back-to-back, though, is it? I played them on the 27th. So, um, Friday. Um, and then they got a, a, dec- a little difficult slate of games after that. Yeah. A few road games. Um, all pretty much good teams. Or decent teams. You know, OKC, then Minnesota, then Denver on a back-to-back. Yeah, um, I think it's the back-to-back that's sort of killer. Yeah, then you got Dallas. You got OKC again. But the OKC game won't be easy, even though it's OKC. It will not. I'm saying these are all decent teams. Like, OKC has a pretty good defense, and they got Shea, who's going to be tough to stop. You got Portland, and you got LA. Um, that Minnesota-Denver. I wish Denver wasn't on the second night. Right? And it's in Denver. So that altitude and it's the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, that's definitely yeah. going to be a tough one. It could be a rest game, too. Uh, Look, if they can just get two out of the three, like we said, like winning records. So if you can get 
OKC in one of those two. I mean, obviously, you want to get a game against Denver, but they're going to come back to chase, right, one more time this year? Do we only play them three times, or, or is it four? We only played once them. They play, They only played three times. Three. Oh, so the, other, the final two games are in Denver, so they got to try to get one. Right. And the, they'll play them again at the end of the season, like one of the last four or five In games. April. And who knows? Like, I don't know if Denver will be jockeying for seeding at that point, you know? You know what's so funny is that in, in a somewhat similar case to the Nets last year, and it depends on where the Warriors fall, but I can easily see a scenario where teams are trying to, like, avoid playing the Warriors. <laughs> like, if they're, like, lower than and that, that would be pretty interesting to see. I can see it, too, especially if they, you know, they, they're healthy and they're, you know, surging and they're winning at a high clip to end the season, uh, potentially add another person in there and become a I don't a think nobody cares. I think it's just the Warriors because, like, the Warriors are not even playing good basketball right now, and the Celtics got Jalen, got Jason Tatum playing, like, 40, 40 something minutes, and, you know, the Grizzlies allegedly don't care about nobody in the West, but you know they came in tonight caring for, like, all kinds of reasons. I just think, I'm not saying anyone would be scared, but I think they would not want their I, I don't think like you'd want to be the number one or number two seed and your prize is you got to play the Warriors in the first round. I just don't think that's ideal for anyone. I agree. Um, and even if you can beat them, it's just going to be a hard, tired, like it just, you know, so I think the Warriors can still get to four. Three is starting to be a little, but you know, three is still within <laughs> reach and four is there. So I'm hoping with the passion I saw Steph exuding tonight that this is it, that this is the turning point for real, for real. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said in the timeline the other day, they need they just need stability. They need a sustained stretch of their top eight guys, top nine guys playing all together. You know, hopefully Wiggins comes back very soon. And they just play together for, like, 10, 12, 13 straight games and see what they can do. You know, like they just haven't had that all season, like at all, at any point. So it would be it would be nice to get that going. I got no text from our boy Jeremiah tonight because any game we lost, he's like, eh, you play Gary Sachs. Okay. They don't know Jeremiah, but you know Jeremiah. We yeah, know he how to get he, he was he was taking a hiatus from Twitter, but he back he back in the group chat right now. Oh, y'all got a group chat? Yeah. Nah, he'd be texting me. So I was like, you're annoying. <laughs> you know, because, you know, Jeremiah plays, because we all know he's a Curry fan, right? So he'll, like, shit on him. But then when he wins, when they're like, nah, you don't get to come over here and celebrate with us. Stay your ass over there with the Suns. <laughs> right. I'm looking at the Kings games. Um... It's a road trip, but they're relative. that's a relatively soft schedule they got. I tweeted about that the other day. It is, but it's hard to beat a team twice in a row, so I I can see them splitting with Minnesota, if not losing both of those games. San Antonio, sure. Indiana is a tough team to beat in Indiana. New Orleans has Brandon Ingram back. Who knows if Zion is going to be back. Again, Houston back-to-back. Like It's hard to beat a team twice, but Houston does. Houston sucks. They'll drop a few games for sure during that road trip, games, but it's it's not like a it's not like a scary road trip. That's what I'm saying. It's not. A, it's a manageable road trip. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think they are that good for it to, to say, you know. Okay. That's fair. They did play Houston back like two games in a row earlier in the season and beat them both times, like destroyed them. But the other teams, I don't know. We're just going to see because it's tough. Like even if you're a really good team, it's tough to just play road game after road game after road game and just keep winning. Yeah. No, I hear it. I Look, I want them to start losing. So, I mean, and it's I feel bad because I really like Darren Fox. He's always been like a player that I've loved. Always yeah. like one of my favorite players around the league who's not on my team. So, and Mike Brown, like I miss him. So I don't like rooting against them, but it's like, bro, we need your spot. <laughs> For sure. We need your spot. And grand scheme, I mean, Memphis is at two, Denver is at one. Who Whose bracket would you rather be in? Yeah, Memphis is like, they losing that gap they had because they just dropped four in a row. What's their distance now between two and three? Uh, three and a half games. Mm. I don't think they. I don't think they're catching Memphis. But I mean, if if New Orleans ends up climbing and catching Sacramento in their third, I mean, I think I would rather be fourth. You know, I would rather be in Sacramento and Denver's bracket than Memphis in New Orleans's bracket. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind being having Sacramento because somewhere at some point, because I mean, it seems like they would both. I don't know if they can fall to like five, maybe, but like. If for some reason, like we only got to five and they were like four, that would still be like a home game for the Warriors. Exactly. So I wouldn't mind that either. Mm -hmm. I don't mind them being five if the Kings are four. Right. Yeah, I agree. And they don't have to have a lot of travel. That that's like a home series for them. Yeah, and I think um ideally like Memphis and New Orleans be two and three and they see each other in the second round. You only get to see one of those. And then you, you play Sacramento, smack them, it's a home series, and then you play Denver in the second round. I, I like those odds. See, we got y'all thinking on golden spaces. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break right here and come back and wrap this up. You tuned in. We're an Odyssey original podcast. I'm Nat. He's Justin. We'll be right back. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? What up? What up? It's still Golden Spaces. We're still an Odyssey original podcast. It is still Justin and Matt. And it is still Immaculate Vibes. So, welcome back. Is it Immaculate Vibes, Justin? We're getting there. Okay. What's our number? What's our number? We had a, after t- when you beat the Grizzlies, you got to at least be an eight and a half. All right. After you beat the Grizzlies, eight and a half. Now, if they'd have won four games in a row, we'd be at nine and a half, ten. <laughs> we had eight okay. and a half right now. Okay. Okay. So I actually was not on Twitter like that today. Um. It was a really frantic day for me with work because, I mean, it always is. It's always like that on a live show. I'm still adjusting to, like, working on the live show. It's crazy. 
but it was additional added stress because we were not a live show today. We pre-recorded um, due to schedules of like the host. And so it just made our day earlier because normally we don't even air till three. So we have like some more time to work on things, but we were like recording at 1230 to then make, put the show on at three, but we were recording at 1230. So everything mm. had to be done earlier. I was also on air. So I had to like, and by the way, even though I had knew we were pre-recording and I was planning for pre-recording, I still almost forgot that I had to be in a certain time. Like we were like on our morning call and I was like, all right, so I'll be in there like around one, two. My co-producer's like, what time? What time now? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, no, no, dude, I'll be there by like noon. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, my brain, my brain is fried. So it was a crazy, hectic day. I said, oh shit. Like I dashed out of here, just got myself together real quick. Cause I like, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll leave here like around noon, you know? Yeah. Totally forgetting. So I just like threw off my whole schedule. So I was not really on Twitter today, but I knew the story had dropped. I knew the story by Slater, Marcus Thompson, Anthony Slater, Marcus Thompson, and Sam Amick. I knew a story had dropped from The Athletic and it was about the Warriors and it was about Bob Myers and potentially him not like returning or not getting an extension, whatever it is for the Warriors. But then I saw like people had tweeted some things from the article and it wasn't news to us. So I want to make that clear that there was nothing that was reported in there that we didn't already know. Like, and when I say we just like, warrior fanatics like us like the like not just your average fan but like the super crazy cycle ones with us because i do think it's news to a lot of people but it's not news to us right yeah. but that joey light years is doing the most he's doing the most he's the um jerry jones of the nba which is not ideal i'm not saying that in a positive way he's like getting some mark cuban tendencies you know, he's doing some of the things that, you know, caused the demise of the Chicago Bulls dynasty in the 90s. So we all have known that this has been going on in the background. It's not a secret to us. But now it was put to light. It was put to light and yeah. written in an article. And we also, we also learned that Stefan is increasingly growing frustrated behind the scenes. Right? Because he's like, give me some motherfucking help, essentially. So, I'm paraphrasing. Those are not the words. You should go read. It's in The Athletic. But a lot of, not for Dub's Twitter, but in general, a lot of bombshells dropped today. A lot of bombshells dropped today. So, on a day where the Warriors were going to be playing the Grizzlies, because I want to set the stage for, like, how today was. So, I heard, like, Warriors Twitter was, like, going crazy. But I missed all of that. I don't know if you saw what was happening and what people were saying, but I missed all of that. So what was the TL like today? It was um a lot of what you just said, people comparing Joe Lacob to Jerry Krause, Jerry Jones, um, you know, just pretty much voicing their opinion, saying that he's got his, he got too much dip, dip on his chip. Like he's just doing a little bit, like you said, too much, got his hand too far involved in basketball decisions. Um, you have people that you hired to do these things, so you should kind of let them, you know, do their job. Um, so 
it was a lot of that. Um, it was a lot of obviously people feeling vindicated for, you know, expressing these thoughts already and speculating that this is what's been going on the whole time for it to actually come out in article form from trusted sources. A lot of people were just kind of having their told you so moments. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, mean, I, th- I do think the fan base is aligned in feeling like that shouldn't be the case. Like he shouldn't be that involved in what's going on as far as players and development and who would have draft and all that type of stuff. Like, it's okay to have an opinion, but to override the people who you have in place and go against the philosophy of your coach and some of your star players, that's just doing a little bit too much. And it's a little bit concerning, you know? It is. Like, this is not something I feel like we want to gloat about being right about. You know what I mean? It's always been a thing in the background that's concerning. (laughs) And so, like, to me, it coming to light concerns me even more because like now it's like out in the public which means that someone wanted to make sure that it got put out into the public right and um there's some cracks there's some cracks clearly in the warriors organization i think they've i mean i think kerr's been sending subliminals all year um the moment wiseman you know was taken out of rotation he was sent to the g league and since then, it's been like even today, right? And like, how about that? Yeah, the the the, the message today about Wiseman, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, he's back, but we have enough centers now. He can't get in the rotation, right? And before they were talking they just about need how to trade Wiseman. Hmm? They just need to trade Wiseman. I'm sorry to interrupt you, like for his own sake. I don't even mean it as like a negative thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I I don't see how this kid is ever going to function here and it be okay. Like, he just needs a clean break. And the Warriors need to get some help. Like, yeah. I agree. Um, like, at this point, it'll be best for both par- for both parties. Like you said, he needs to go somewhere where it's a clean slate and he doesn't have this immense pressure put on his back and this scrutiny and being under a microscope 24-7, um, kind of unfairly um, at this point. And the Warriors could use a player that can help them continue to compete for championships right now. So that's been the sentiment for, you know, most of this season. And, you know, some people have been voicing that for previous seasons or whatever, but it's definitely the case what's going on right now. So it's unfortunate that it, that it, you know, went this way because you never want to see a young guy go through some of the, you know, emotional things that he was going through and he's been going through as far as like, you know, getting bashed by people and stuff like that. But I, I do think ultimately the whole thing just didn't go the way everyone wanted to go. And it's time to move on from that situation. Yeah. I mean, look to be determined or, you know, we'll see, <laughs> we'll right. see what's going to happen, but it, it was definitely a concerning article, not new information to most of us, but, or to many of us, but definitely nothing we wanted to hear. Um, so the NBA made an announcement uh, last night. I mean, now it's technically like Thursday for us on the East Coast. So, But on Tuesday night, Tuesday night, they made an announcement that All-Star, the way that they're going to, you know, they implemented a few years ago drafting 
the players. Like they're captains and they get to draft and it's kind of evolved each year. Cause the first time they did it, we just found out who was on each team. We didn't see how the draft went. Then we were like, man, come on. We want to see the draft. We want to see the draft. And players are like, yeah, we don't care. We know they care, but like they probably didn't want to be look like they were punk. So they were like, yeah, let's do it for the most part. And so now we started seeing like the drafts happen, but like on TV. And apparently, I mean, he's taking credit for it. And I, I can't prove that he's not the person who did it, but. I feel like it's something we always talked about on NBA Twitter, but Katie on his et cetera's et whatever it's called podcast for um, boardroom um, with, with, with Eddie Gonzalez, AKA Bansky on the timeline mm-hmm. in an episode last year that they recorded at the end of January and aired, or at least hit social at the beginning of very beginning of February he was on there talking about, man, we should just pick like right before the game, you know, da, 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 da. and they kind of talked about what that might look like. And then now that's happening. And so he was like, you heard it here first. Like, you know, kind of like it's his idea. Yeah. Like, come on. I feel like this was like something that we were talking about on Twitter too. Like, I don't know that it was like <laughs> right. such an original idea, but anyway, nonetheless, it's happening. So that's what they're going to do. So we are going to find out who the all-star starters are tonight. I'm saying tonight now because technically it's Thursday for us on the East Coast. But we're going to find out who the all-star starters are. Um, but, and then we'll find out who the reserves are. And then typically, like, a draft would happen. But now that draft is not going to happen until right before the all-star game. So it's sort of cool. And what are they going to do? Have a jersey made up for, like, each player? Like, it's just going to be interesting to see how they're going to do that. That is. that I am interested in seeing how they do that. Um, maybe they have some type of reversible jersey where it's like if you're on this team, just flip it to the white side. If you're on this team, flip it to the black side. Oh, that's very smart. You're a very smart person, Justin. This is why <laughs> I keep you around for a reason, man. I know, I know. But that would be yeah, that would be cool. But it's kinda it's the reversible jerseys usually be a little thick because it's like it's literally two jerseys in one. So it's I don't know if they would do that. Maybe they just hand them a jersey and say, Here, here, we make both so we can give you one whichever team you go to. But I do think the whole concept is cool. Like, I'm curious to see what order guys go in because, like, before they even had some not controversy, but they had like funny moments picking the Utah guys last, and mm. but those guys aren't standing right in front of you. You know, what I mean, like, and not picking James Harden because he left right. like the Nets. And let me tell you something: there are gonna be people with hurt feelings, and I just want the cameras on everybody's face, right? And right. like, zoom in. Let me see that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, that's what I'm looking for too. That's, just, that's probably going to be a little bit more entertaining than the than the game is, at least for the first three quarters of the game. That's so. what someone else said today. Vincent Goodwill said that today. He's like, people are going to be more tuned into this than the game. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. The other thing that I'm expecting to happen, and who knows, maybe I'll be wrong, is that there will definitely be chatter about the the West and who are the guards in the West because. Stephen Curry right now leads among guards based on the last results that came out by like, I mean, he's not like, like, like he doesn't have like a crazy margin over Luca. He has a crazy margin over jaw though. Um, but he's still leading among guards and I don't expect that to change. And largely I expect, I, I mean, he may take like a really big boost in this round. I'm not sure. And I only say that because for a large part of the voting, Steph was out and I think that affected his numbers. Right. So, and because he usually finishes like second, like only to Braun, not like 
guard or whatever. He just usually has like the second most amount of votes. So I was pretty su- surprised. And like, there's no indication to me that like Giannis or Katie or anyone else has grown more popular than him, like from last year to now. So mm-hmm. I really do think, cause even with Katie, he was like second and then he went out and got injured and he like dropped a little bit. So it's really weird. I don't know what makes people say, well, I'm going to stop voting. I don't know if they're like, I don't know if it's in their mind. They're like, oh, they're not going to be available. Or if it's just really, truly like an out of mind, out of sight thing. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I do think being out affects their vote total. So, um, but nonetheless, he's still leading among guards. And that fan vote counts 50%. So, you know, the way that it usually typically works is they have like their little formula and you get to a number. But then like if like you're tied at the end, because like the players are 25% and the media is 25%. So if there ends up being like a tie then the fan broke the fan vote like is like the tiebreaker or it's like the way it's weighted. So if you recall when Russ won the MVP that year, I think it was Steph and I want to say Harden who ended up starting and people were pissed that Russ wasn't and they like, you know, Steph and this and that. And I'm just like, bro. Like, the fans don't even want to see those players over Steph. So, like, get over yourselves. Um, But also, I mean, I think Steph is actually deserving of the starting spot. But I just know that with the Warriors record, with him have missing time, and, like, everyone just for some reason always wants Steph to reprove himself or Steph to be the one to take the L, I know it's going to come up. I just sense it. I feel it. So, getting ahead of it now. (laughs) Yeah, people get weird with this stuff like you know Steph is better than John you know Steph is better than Lucas so he should be the lock right if anything um and then if you really look closely Jaw hasn't played that much more games or that many more games than Steph he's only played I believe seven more um so I hope it's no funny business but you got to always be prepared for it going back to Steph's first MVP, people voted for James Harden, like the players voted for James Harden and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, he, like you say, he always gets a short end of the stick on these type of things. Um, But. A bulk of the players don't even vote. They don't be taking that seriously. Some of them vote for themselves. They do goofy shit. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really going to be the media vote. Cause like, there's a chance like Steph could still end up like one or two with the players. Um, but I know a lot of players like job, ja, but there's actually a lot of people who don't like the Grizzlies as a team. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, I think Luca's probably, probably pretty safe in terms of like, they're going to vote for him. Um, but it just really won't matter because the fan vote is just so substantial. Um, and he has such just like a lot, a wide lead. So I just don't see it being an issue, but, and also because like, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be uniform, meaning like, like I can, I can honestly see like most of the media picking like Luca, like as the number one guard. Um, cause we know their obsession with him. Um, but I think like the two and three spots, I don't know if that's going to be uniform across the board. Right. So, and the only way for like Ja or Luca to like take it over from behind is to be uniform across like you know, the category. So I just, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So I feel very confident that Steph is going to still be a starter, but I just know the little foolishness that's going to be said. So, but he's deserving. Mm-hmm. He is worthy. I believe he's going to be the only warrior this year who's an all-star. So new for us, because we, <laughs> that just hasn't been the case really. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like it happened recently, right? Like a few, like. I want to say 2021, he was the only all-star. The year when Clay was out, right? I think that year. The second year Clay was out, yeah. And then Dre and and Wiggins were all-stars last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, should be interesting. I'm I'm always looking forward to that. And by the way, like, outside of just, like, he deserves it, players, like, Braun, Steph, Katie, like, they're just going to be lots. Like, these other guys, they're just going to have to wait till they get to that status. That just is what it is. Like, Kobe was a lock. Like, you're just, when you're one of those guys, like, you're just a lock. Yeah. Yep. That's usually how it goes. You there's space for one to two new guys every every season, but the majority of guys that are just that's gonna stay there locked. And I also don't know why people care so much about like starting versus, you know, whatever. Because at the end of the day it's a, it's a game for the fans and that's who the fans wanna see. Right. That's literally the entire point of it. Celebrate the NBA mid season, provide more entertainment for fans, give players a break. And yeah, that's the whole point of All Star Weekend. Right. So whatever, they can kick it. They can kick rocks. And when the little Grizzlies fans get all mad, I'm going to love it and troll them some more. So, like, I already, as soon as we're done recording, you think i go to my bed, right? But nah, I'm going to go troll them. <laughs> you better than me. Or well, no, me. you got to be on mat early, so. Yeah, I'm going straight to bed. Yes. we be Look, we be putting in this work for y'all. So next game is the Raptors. We will be recording after that game. So hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Um, Stressful night, but we got the W and it's sort of fun and we're vibes right now. So I hope y'all have the vibes too. Um, Until next time, you're listening to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Golden Spaces Pod. Share it with a friend. Leave us a review. Like it. Rate it. All those things are appreciated. Until next time, guys, take care. <laughs> <laughs>